Welcome. My name is Paige. Some people know me as Paige Bachelor in my work world. Some people know me as Paige Price in the music world. Uh, welcome to my podcast. This is the first episode of The Kindling. Uh, my name again is Paige Bachelor or Paige Price, however you know me. Uh, I am a believer. I am a follower of Christ, and I am a lover of tacos. I am from Texas, so that will explain the latter. So, who am I? Well, I am a mom. I am an agricultural mom. I am a singer-songwriter. I am a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm a cousin. I am a woman who knew that she needed God very early in life. I was saved at 14. I was baptized at 19. And I always joke with my friends that uh, I'm a Cathabaptinational. So I have experienced many different religions. I was born Catholic. I uh, was baptized at 19 Baptist. And after I got married to my first husband, we started our walk with God in 1997. And we started in uh, more along the lines of a non-denominational uh, walk with God. This is my first podcast. I've done singing my entire life. And I have uh, sang on huge stages in front of thousands of people. I've sang in front of three people. Uh, one Thing I've done is I've sang for my supper, I've sang for baseball cards, I have sang for autographs, I have sang for everything, uh, but I've never just sat and talked before, so this is new for me, and I'm excited to start this where God is leading me. 2022 is my year of being intentional, and so this is where we're starting. Uh, he wanted me to get some messages out that he had, that he's been putting in my heart. And I just felt that I needed to do it in a way that people could hear me. And it's not standing at a pulpit. It's not preaching at conferences or a church. For me, It's that's not where he wants me. He wants me where the broken people will be. And a lot of times, that's podcasts. That's social media. That is Social media is uh, in so many ways a negative thing, but in so many ways it's a positive thing because it's therapy without knowing you're getting it. And so that's why I'm so excited about this. And I'm so excited for you to, uh, to come in and sit with me and be a part of my world and be a part of what God is doing, not only in me, but in the lives of so many. And I don't think that my story is much different than than a lot of women, uh, even men, a lot of just a lot of us that are just trying to find that peace and that comfort and want to turn to God, but don't know how, because the world has made Jesus and a relationship with God, not religion, but a relationship with God so complicated. And it's not that it's really not complicated. So I'm excited to bring that to everybody. So, um, Let's start. I just wanted to give you some background on me besides that. Just a little talk about my testimony. So uh, I've already said that uh, I got saved when I was 14. 
I've already said that I was baptized at 19. I was baptized again uh, just a couple years ago at my church. I was I just felt led to start new and fresh and start in with the new man. So in 2016, I started a deeper walk with God. I had been in my Bible and praying, and but I was always walking back and forth. And it's not something that I'm happy to say that I did, but everything in life is about lessons and blessings, and they all come from God. And I believe that each lesson and each blessing uh, have pretty much been intertwined with each other. And it's brought me to where I am today, as the scripture says, for such a time as this. So I know that I know that I know that there may be heartache, and there may have been heartache, and there may have been traumatic, and there may have been things that I just shake my head sometimes thinking, why did I do that? But it all led to this, and I'm so proud of being able to come to you now, humbly with a heart for for just the love of God, to talk about this. So in 2016, I started my deeper walk. I found a great Bible-based church here in Texas, and uh, it started, I was there for almost the very first uh, very first service. There was, um, it was a very small building, and it was a very small congregation. I think me and my kids made up most of the congregation, but it started a foundation. It started a foundation for me to be able to dive back in deep. And I started, uh, even though we only had services once a week, our pastors brought in guest speakers and guest teachers and evangelists, and they brought them in, and it helped me also make connections with the other church members. And we would meet for Bible study when we didn't have Bible study meetings with the church because it wasn't where our pastor was led to go. And that's a great thing to have a pastor that's led by the Lord and his steps are spoken by what God wants him to do for his church. So uh, God placed it in my heart to be able to start doing Bible study with a couple of of members of the church that became my close, close friends. And that helped me learn more about my faith and learn more about uh, the power of words and learn more about relying on God and, and faith in healing and faith in finances and faith in ministry. And that my family is my first ministry. And I'm so thankful for that. Well, in 2019, a storm hit my family. It hit and it rocked me deep. And I was so shook that I stood still the entire year. Uh, it was very hard for me to get up every day. It was shock, it was depression, it was sadness, it was guilt, it was every emotion at any moment that could reach me that just was impacting me completely. And I didn't know what to do. But the minute it started hitting, I turned to God and I said, God, you've got to take this and I have got to lean on you because you are the only thing that I know is true right now. So uh, he started giving me, he started putting me in the right uh, places at the right time to start hooking up with prayer groups and to start hooking up with the right teachers and to start getting the right learning and education in his word, not just uh, what I already knew, but how to talk to 
other people and how to pray for other people and that the biggest thing I needed to do was to serve him and to serve him meant to do some of the hard things pray for the people that were hurting me I didn't want to do that it's still hard to this day I'm not gonna lie to you but when he tells me to do it I do it I even made phone calls to the people that were hurting me and invited them to my church because that's where the Lord led me to do. And yet I have to be obedient to him. If nothing else in life, if you are only obedient to God, that is the most important thing that you can be. And the foundation to start that is what this first episode of this podcast is for. So uh, in 2019, like I said, I was just kind of treading water. And uh, all of a sudden, he starts putting it in my heart. I'm one of those people that if I get an idea, I'm going to go down a, a rabbit hole of studying and figuring out why with whatever this subject is. Anytime it's something with my children and they have a new interest that they activity they want to try, I'm the first one to start getting to start trying to get my PhD in that uh, subject or activity or whatever it is because I want to be informed so that I can help my kids grow and get a better experience. So that's what I did with my walk with God too. Certain things he had me start to look at. He had me to start looking at Billy Graham's ministry and how he had a group of men around him that were believers that spoke truth to him, prayed life with him, and helped him with what they knew God had called him to do. And he had a magnificent group of men around him. And then he started showing me as I was watching video after video and and documentary after documentary and everything on the Billy Graham channel that I could find. Uh, he started showing me that we needed that today or I needed to be a part of some form of that. So out of the blue, he says, start a conference. In my heart, he tells me, and I was like, what? In the middle of this, you want me to start a conference? Okay, God, it's going to have to be all you because I have planned beauty pageants. I have planned dance recitals. I have have planned uh, parties of different types, but I've never done a Christian women's conference. And I know that there are so many in the world that would look at it and say, oh, it's just Paige doing another one of her little shticks." You never know what it's going to be like. But God said, don't worry about what they said. Don't worry about what they think. Do what I'm telling you to do. And I promise you, it's going to go the way that I want it to go. And I said, yes, sir. I will do whatever you say to do. So you tell me where you want it. And he told me the hotel. I said, okay, you tell me when you want it. And he told me. And it turned out that year that the Saturday that I could do it happened to be my dad's birthday. My father's been passed on to heaven since 2014. And it just fell into place on his birthday, February 1st. So uh, for 2020, it was late 2019 when he started asking me to do this. So I started writing things down. I, I took a spiral and I made it my, my playbook for the conference. It was my playbook. And uh, I started writing, I wrote down the mission of the conference and I chose a name, Ignite Women. And my pastor, when I, when I consorted or I, I got with him, not consorted, but I got with him and 
uh, started showing him, I actually have twin pastors, so I should say my pastors, it should be plural. Uh, I have two great, they're twins, they're great pastors. And uh, I got with them, me and my daughter had dinner with them one night, and I was like, I need to explain something to y'all. And I started showing them, and I showed him the mission statement, and I started telling him how it was going to go. And I said, it's not, a, it's not a big conference. It's not a long weekend conference. It's a one-day conference. He said, so more like a gathering. I said, yeah. And then Ignite Women, a gathering became the name of it. And he told me, I totally support you, full-hearted page. Do not hesitate and don't, uh, don't let fear set in. Do this. Uh, so I did. I, I got it ready and I got it done. And we had two magnificent speakers, one in the morning, one in the evening. Uh, we had amazing prayer, amazing prophetic word given. And I did the worship by myself. It was me and my guitar and my youngest son, who was 10 at the time. And he's a singer just like I am. And all I did was learn. I asked everything in God. God, what songs do you want? He wanted two worship songs. He only wanted two worship songs. He wanted Sea of Victory and uh, I can't remember the other one right now, but it's on the tip of my tongue. I just can't say it because I'm recording. But two worship songs, that's all he wanted. We didn't have a sound system. It was a little bitty room that could only fit 60 women in it. And in the two services, I had more than 60 people that had come. I had women from all walks of life because the thing he told me was tell them to to drop the denominational boundaries at the door. Drop the age and the experience boundaries at the door. We're women. We're just women. We're women. We're girls. It doesn't matter what age. It doesn't matter what race. It doesn't matter what background. It doesn't matter what denomination. It doesn't matter what you know and don't know. Just come just come and receive. And that's what they did. And it was so amazing the way that it happened. And everybody had such an amazing experience. A week later, after the conference, I was at a local restaurant with my kids and a woman come walking up in a pair of scrubs. And she said, she said, ma'am, you are the woman that put on Ignite Women a Gathering, right? And I said, yes, ma'am, I am. And she said, I went and it was amazing. She said, I couldn't recognize her because she had a scrub cap on. And she said, it was amazing. It was the best thing I've been to in a long time. And I sure hope you keep it going because you reached so many women. And I thanked God for that right then. And I knew that it was God that was using me as the vehicle because I had started praying, God, love people through me. Love people through me. And that's a dangerous thing to ask God if you don't know what you're asking for because it means that you're going to have to love the hard people too. And you're going to have to love the, the or go into circumstances that you normally wouldn't. But yet you have to be intentional. This is my year of being intentional. So I'm going to continue the intentional step out and the uncomfortable that stepping out into the unknown is. But it's so good when you do it. So uh, in 2020, we had the first Ignite Women a Gathering. We had another one last year in 2021. It was amazing. I was able to have everyone uh, welcomed into my church. We used my church as the location. 
uh, we had not only two amazing speakers, uh, amazing minister and evangelist, but we also had a prayer time in the middle of the day with an amazing prophetess who shook the ground going after the word of truth uh, for everyone that was there. So that was just an amazing time for me. In case you can't tell, I'm a talker. I love explaining things. I love talking, but this is uh, we're focusing now on what God wanted this podcast to be. I just had to tell you that to give you a foundation of where I came from to get to this point that we have, as Scripture says again, for such a time as this, and that is where I'm at right now. So if you have your Bibles, I'm going to be giving you a couple of uh, a few scriptures. I'm also going to have my Bible out. I've got my trusty notes that I just wanted to be make make sure that in all of this, I got everything in uh, because the first thing that he wanted me to talk to everybody about was a foundation. So what is a foundation? We got to find out the the actual definition of a foundation. Well, a foundation is something that lays the groundwork. So if you have a solid foundation, you're laying the groundwork for something to last, to stand through storms. So if you're building a house and you're going to lay a foundation, you're not just going to lay a foundation on sand. You're going to have someone who you're going to get with someone who knows how to lay a foundation, like a solid foundation, whether you are putting a house on piers whether you're putting a house on a concrete slab, you want both of those foundations to be strong and solid because you want it to hold that house for years to come. We don't just build a house for a day. We build it for, for years, for uh, decades, for, for centuries, essentially. We've got houses that are still standing for hundreds of years. We've got castles that have stood for, for hundreds of years, even longer. So when you're laying the groundwork for something, it's got to be something that's going to last and stand through the trials. I happen to live in Texas, in southeast Texas, where it's hurricane territory, basically. People have built their houses now on solid foundations and higher foundations to stay out of the water, right? And why do they do that? They do it to make sure that the, the house can weather the storm. There's a song that I was that ha, that God placed on my heart when I did my 2021 uh, conference. It's a Marin Morris. I hope I said her name right. She's one of she's a newer country artist uh, in the past maybe five six years. She has a song uh, called "The Bones Are Good," I believe is what it's called. But the chorus, uh, the the last line on the chorus is, "The house don't fall." when the bones are good, or the house won't fall when the bones are good. So when you got good bones in there, it's going to stay strong. And so what we're trying to do with our lives is get some good bones in there, get some strong structure. Well, Jesus is the ultimate and complete foundation. See, God's word is the foundation that we should all build from. Why should we do that? Well, it's because it's love. You hear people say that God is love, and He is. It's so simple that way. God loves us. All of us, love is God, and God is love. He loves all of us, and, and he, 
he wants to give us that love, okay? He loves us no matter what we've done, where we've been, uh, who we've become or who we haven't become. He loves us when we sin. He loves us when we think that we are unlovable. Doesn't matter to him. It does not matter to him. There is only one unpardonable sin. That is blaspheme against the Holy Spirit. That is the only unpardonable sin. If you'll turn to, to Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12 and verses 31 and 32. I wanted to do this quickly. Uh, Matthew chapter 12. Verses 31 and 32, that's the unpardonable sin. I want to bring truth to y'all, and I want to bring the Word. So if you hear me moving my Bible around, I want you to hear that, okay? I heard a, a, a preacher speak one time, and a lot of people don't uh, don't always agree with who I, who I uh, am led to learning through. That's okay, because not everybody understands it, and the people that don't, agree with it have only heard one side of something they haven't actually dove into pastors or teachers or evangelists teachings to see exactly what the truth is that they're teaching and the truth that we know sets us free but he said the pastor said when i am or the uh, minister said when i am preaching something or teaching a message i want you to take notes and i want you to go back after you leave my service and I want you to read those scriptures again and I want you to read the scripture in front of it and the scripture behind it and if it all lines up with what the the point of my teaching was I've done it I've spoke God's word in the realest form that he meant it to be so that's what I do and that's what I want to be able to do for y'all also. So Matthew chapter 12, 31 and 32 and I'm in the New King James Bible because that's just plain for me. Uh, I do have I am a bit of a Bible nerd. I do have the Passion Translation, the Amplified Version, the Message Bible. As long as you understand the version that you're reading, that is and and you're getting something from it, you're learning from God and you are feeling that you are growing, that's the version you need to be reading. I just have an old 20-year-old New King James Version that's got all my notes in it. It's marinated. It is marinated in the Holy Spirit, and I can't give this Bible up. So I'm reading from this one. So verse 31 says, Therefore I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven man, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven men. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the age to come. So, the unpardonable sin is to speak blaspheme against the Holy Spirit. Just so you know that. So, he will forgive all other sins, okay? Because he loves us that much. All you have to do is ask God to forgive you of any and all sins that you've committed. And you know what? He already knows them all. He already knows every single sin that you committed. He knew it before you were going to do it. He knew it because he knew you before he created you. Okay? He knows all of the sins. He saw them all and he knew you were going to do them before you did. And he still loves you. So speaking the words and asking God to forgive you, that's what you have to do first off. Okay? And then, 
You ask Jesus to come into your heart and be Lord over your life. That's salvation. That's it. That's all you have to do. You just have to ask. You speak the words because scripture says death and life are in the power of the tongue. So words have power. So you speak those words. It's that easy. Okay. The world doesn't want to say that it's that easy, but it truly is because that's black and white what the word said. Okay. Now Jesus's words are written in red, but basically black and white. This is, this is exactly what he says. And Jesus speaks truth and literal. The only time he does not speak literal is when he is speaking in parables. And guess what he does? He says, this is a parable. So you know when he's speaking in parable, there's no, there's, there's no second guessing here. There's no wondering. He says what he says what he says. Okay? It is what it is what it is. So uh, what's next? In order for God to do his part, you have to do your part. That's how it goes. When people say you have to do the hard work to get success, well, that's basically what the spiritual order of this is. Uh, you have to do your part. So you know how in order to be good at something, you have to work hard. Like you have to put in the time to build a business so that people will know about the business and people will come to your business. If you want to lose weight, you have to put in the time because you didn't gain the weight overnight. You're not going to lose it overnight. Um, if you want to uh, become more fit, it takes more than just a pill. It takes more than just overnight. You have to work at it. Um, if you want to get good at a craft, leatherworking. I've been working on leatherworking. Um, I have to keep practicing. I have to keep doing stuff, stamping it, dyeing it, uh, molding it, doing everything that I want to do. When you put the time into learning and practicing, you get better or your business grows or your relationship grows. You put time into a relationship uh, whether it is dating relationship, whether it is a marriage relationship, whether it's a business relationship, in order for that relationship to grow, for there to be trust, for there to be love, for there to be affection, for there to be respect, you have to work at it. It's a daily occurrence to work at it. So when you uh, do your part, it, anything will grow. Well, that's the same concept. Go ahead and get a Bible. Get two Bibles. Get 12 Bibles. I have a lot, lot of Bibles. I love Bibles. I love guitars. I love Bibles. Get different translations. Um, get a new King James Version because some people can read that better than the King James Version, which a lot of people swear by the King James Version, and I am not knocking it. I have a King James Version Bible. Uh, the the wording is more in King James's time than it is in now time. So a lot of people will read a new King James easier. But if you just feel led uh, to whatever translation, make sure that you're reading that, that translation because that is probably God speaking to you, telling you, I want you in this version. But don't be afraid to read the Passion Translation. Don't be afraid to read the New King James, the Message, the Amplified, and bring them all together. And when you're studying, read every, read every version of it so that you'll know, okay? So um, not only get that Bible, but read the Word every day. Today's technology makes that so easy, guys. We've got the Version Bible app. There's many Bible apps. The one I use is the Version. I'm not being sponsored. I'm just saying I use the Version Bible app. Uh, not only is there a section where you can read 
thousands of translations of the Bible, but you also get a scripture a day. So you get the verse of the day, okay? And uh, you can take it the way that it goes. You can tap into actual, the actual chapter it comes from, and you can read the whole chapter that it's in. Not only that, but um, there are Bible studies, Bible plans. If you've never picked up a Bible before and you're like, where do I start? Well, the thing that I tell people is start with the book of James. It's in the New Testament. It's a book of James. It's chapter. It's five chapters and it's all about faith. That's where I started when I started diving deep. God started waking me up at 2.30 in the morning. At first, I was like, why am I waking up at 2.30 every morning? I had no clue. And then all of a sudden, one day, God said, hey, that's me. I said, okay, sorry about that, God. I'm, I, I got you now. I'm catching on. I am listening to you, and I am open to you and you alone. And so he woke me up at 2.30, and I would get out of bed. And this was before the storm hit in 2019. I started this around in 2016. Uh he would uh, wake me up, and I'd get my Bible, and I'd get out of bed, and I'd go sit in the recliner in the living room, and I would read the book of James out loud. And uh, like I said, five chapters all about faith. And the reason I read it out loud is the ways that we consume information and consume things are our eye gate, our eyes, our ears, and our mouth. So we've got the eye gate that things can come in. We've got the ear gate that we hear things. Things can come in. We've got the mouth gate that it comes out. So out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That is scripture. Um, you're going to speak positive or negative. Whatever in your heart is what you're going to naturally speak. What's just going to flow out of your mouth. Okay. So if you want God's word to flow out of your mouth. If you want to speak more positive, you don't want to be a negative Nancy anymore or a, a petty patty or any of these other negative thoughts. You don't want that stuff to come out of you anymore. You don't want no stinking thinking or negative thoughts coming out. Then you're going to have to start putting positive in and speaking that positive out because the, the enemy is the devil and the devil is not dumb. He's not dumb. He knows that if he can get you to watch something or he can get you to hear something, then it's, he's going to get it out of your mouth at some point in, in some form or fashion. doesn't have to be the way it went in. It can be anything. It can be you constantly telling people about seeing this, this tragic accident on this video or seeing this go on or, or telling what you heard. It's still coming out and it's blocking the blessing. It's blocking your blessings that way. So uh, I would speak the word of the book of James out loud. Now, I didn't know anything about what I was saying at first because I didn't understand the words at first. I, you're not going to at first because this is new to you, okay? So I would speak the words and I would see the words because I'm reading them and I would hear myself reading them. So I'm catching all three of the gates that the devil tries to use to manipulate us and to destroy us, okay? Now, uh, and, and the words that I'm speaking are truth because God's word is truth. And the scripture says it is the truth that we know that sets us free. You can have a Bible in your house every day of your life. If you do not pick it up and open it, you do not know the truth. Okay? So I'm getting excited as I'm telling you this stuff, but it's because it's true. And I'm coming off of, I'm going off my notes, so I'm sorry about that. Um, but uh, the truth we know sets us free. Okay, and the truth is that death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So 
we have got to dive deep. We have got to put God's word in our eyes, make it come out of our mouth, and we have to be hearing it daily. This is a daily thing, y'all. If you don't know how to start, start with five minutes on a Bible plan, reading the Word of God from the YouVersion app, okay? Or start with the verse of the day. Read it out loud. Just go into the, the reading part and read the whole, uh, whether you read the whole paragraph that that scripture comes from or you read the whole book, or the whole chapter that 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 scripture comes from. You're putting it in there. You're putting in the time. You're doing the work. You're sowing the seed, okay? Farmers, we're an agriculture family. We know about seed time and harvest time. Uh, when they sow the seeds, when they meaning they plant the seed in the ground, okay? It takes 90 days for a harvest, okay? And they're watering that, that ground, okay? And they're building on that. And they're making sure that the ground is fertile. And that's what we're doing with this people. That is what we're doing with this. I'm so excited for it doesn't, you can be the most broken person and feel like you cannot concentrate, but I promise if you'll just give it a chance, just read one, one verse, one scripture. That's all you need to do. Okay. So, uh, get several translations of the Bibles and they've, they've got it in the U version app. Okay. Bible studies for every season of your walk. Man, all you got to do is search it. Just like you search Google, just like you search uh, another website, to, just like you search YouTube to find stuff that'll make you laugh. You can search for the Word of God, okay? You can search for it there. Start with one day. Start with one scripture. Start there. One study plan. One prayer, okay? One prayer at a time. That's all it is. And you know what prayer is? It's just talking to God. You don't have to talk to someone else to talk to God, okay? He's with you all the time. He's, his, his word says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, okay? That is the love of Christ that we have that he wants to give to us so badly. You just have to surrender to him and go, okay, God, give me the love. Just go ahead and give me the love. And he'll give it to you. It's not going to be easy. Nothing worth getting ever is easy, okay? You will have to break some soul ties, meaning you're going to have to let go of some people in your life that you're going to start noticing bring you into that area of your life that you don't like or bring you into that stinking kind of thinking that you don't like, okay? Your mind is the most important thing because it's the battlefield. Joyce Meyer has an amazing book. I'm not sponsored. I hope I don't get in trouble for mentioning her, but Joyce Meyer's book, Battlefield of the Mind, that is the most incredible book. Um, it's one of the most, the first books that I read as a, as a uh, believer, as a Christian, when I first started walking in 1997, really diving in the first time. Uh, Battlefield of the Mind teaches us that God is, uh, he's using our, he uses our mind, but the devil uses it too because he's not stupid. And he starts putting that stinking thinking in, in our head, okay? So we need to make sure that we are filling our minds with things. Um, but we have to break the soul ties with people that, that drag us into a different uh, perspective, okay? There are some habits we're going to have to break. Whether it's, it doesn't have to be obvious stuff like smoking or drinking or, or overeating or uh, overindulging on our phone or, 
Uh, you know, if you're on your phone a lot, change the, the narrative. Change what you've been looking at. Start, there are Bible apps, not only Bible apps, but there are teaching apps. There are, you know, Lifeway, the, the bookstore has an app. Um, so many different preachers and teachers and evangelists and ministries have um, apps that are so easy to use and you just you have a sermon or a message or a teaching at your fingertips it's amazing um, so we want to use that you want to break some habits you want to break some mindsets that you were taught talking to God is not about a religion a lot of us I told y'all I'm Catholic a lot of us grew up in religion okay and I'm not knocking religion but what I'm telling is truth religion is is not the relationship with God. Okay, friends, listen to what I'm saying and let that sink in a little bit because it had to sink into me. Religion is not relationship. You do not want religion because religion is man-made. And they, we thought, or, or people thought they were making religion in, man, in God's image, and that's just not true because religions put boundaries on, on us and, and put requirements on us. And the only thing that God requires is that we just turn to him and devote to him. That's it. He, he requires that. And in order for him to be able to do his part, we have to do our part. So relationship is what you want right now. You want a relationship with God. And you're going to talk to him just like you're like I'm talking to you right now. You're just going to talk to him one day and say, Lord Jesus, I just thank you for being with me today. Today was a rough day. And I just thank you for it. Thank you for standing there with me and helping me make my decisions. Or you may have a decision about money. God, this is tough. I don't have the money for this. I don't, but I know somehow you're going to bless me, whether it's with a blessing of money, whether it's a blessing with a way to make money, whether it's a blessing of being able to sell something. Doesn't matter. You're going to bless me. And I thank you for that, God, because we're in this together. Okay? So it's going to hurt. And it, sometimes it's going to be super hard, okay, to do do this. It, it's you're you're going to hurt, okay. Um, something that we use in the agriculture, uh, or when we're doing the agriculture stuff with our kids, um, I call it the suck, because um, you know you want the you want to show we show animals. You want to show the animals. You want to make them pretty, and you want to take them and 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 show them off in the show ring and and get ribbons and buckles and win and all this stuff. But you know what you got to do before the reward? You got to do the suck. And the suck is you got to go and and um, clean the pens. And the the pens aren't nice. They stink. It's gross. It's dirty. Sometimes the animals get sick, and when they get sick, it gets gross. And you have to take care of them. You have to make sure that this living, breathing thing is taken care of. And you gotta wash it when it's dirty. And you gotta you gotta train it. And training it is hard too. Uh, but that's part of getting to the part where you win the buckle or you win something. So the hard is gonna be there. But let me tell you something, friends, the peace and the joy and the happiness that comes with the complete surrender to God. And if you have to physically and verbally say, God, I surrender to you. I surrender to you right now, God. I am physically opening my arms. And you, if you have to physically do it, God, I'm physically opening my arms to surrender to you. And you know, if you have to do this, put your Bible on the floor because I've had to do it before. And I have put a foot on my Bible and said, I am standing on your word, God. Literally, I am standing on your word to make this work. That's where you start the foundation. 
That is where you start the foundation. So the foundation of God, the Bible is an amazing book. It's not just a book of stories, as some people try and say. It has the answers to life in it that no matter how old you are, what your background is, or what century we're living in, man, you know, King David, he uh, he had it commissioned that, well, I'm sorry, not King David, King James King James had had the, his version commissioned so that everyone could have a copy of the Bible in their homes. So they could read themselves. They didn't have to go, go to a priest and have a priest read this book that weighed so much that two men had to carry it. That's not how he wanted it because he knew that God was with everyone. Everyone. Okay? So no matter how old you are, the answers are in this book, okay? There's some scriptures that explain the foundation, and I'm going long, so I'm just going to give you these scriptures, and I hope that uh, that you look them up, and I hope that you come back for a second episode because I'm so excited to do this, okay? So Matthew 7, 24 through 27, and Luke 6, 47 through 49. I'm going to go into uh, to Matthew. Uh, I hope I said Matthew. I meant Matthew. Matthew 7, 24 through 27. I'm still going to, I said I'm not going to read it, but I'm going to read it, okay? Matthew 7, 24 through 27. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them. Now, this stuff's written in red, y'all, okay? This is the written in red stuff that Jesus said. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it did not fail, for it was founded on the rock, the foundation, okay? Verse 26, but everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Remember, we were talking about building on sand and it's not stable. You want to build on a solid foundation. A rock is a solid thing, okay? Verse 27, and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell. And great was its fall. Okay, so if you build it on sand, you build it on shaky ground, you build it on lies and deception, whatever it is, you build that stuff, it's going to fall. Okay, it's going to fall. But if you build it on the solid foundation of the word of God, true word of God, okay, it's going to stand. Uh, I've got another scripture that I had uh, mentioned or I had written down that I wanted to get to Psalm 118. I know that, that I'm going long. I know we've been here 42 minutes, but guys, I just want to, I'm so excited to do this first one, but Psalm 118, 22, okay, verse 22, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. You know, the stone that was rejected in the builder's eyes, when we're speak, we if you speak of the of God, he was rejected. I mean, Jesus was rejected by everyone. Jesus was rejected. Well, he's become the chief cornerstone. So make Jesus the chief cornerstone of your life, friends. He is the cornerstone of salvation, okay? The cornerstone of salvation. Going through my notes, okay? I think I went through. Okay, so he is the ultimate and complete foundation God's word is the foundation that we should build anything from. Why? Because it's love. Okay? It's love. 
and that's what we need to to have it on so i just wanted to take that time to show y'all and to uh to give y'all some of the foundation of the world and i think that's going to be or not foundation of the world but the foundation of scripture okay uh, and I thank y'all for coming to my first uh, podcast. I'm so excited to give you more. I hope that helped. Um, I just wanted to to pray in case anyone's been listening and they're and and they have felt the urge to go ahead and start with God and start uh, making a new life. And I just wanted to give you the opportunity right now uh, to pray with me, Lord Jesus. Thank you for bringing um, my brothers and sisters to this podcast. I thank you for putting it in my heart to to be led to do this, Father. And Father, right now I ask that if there's anybody that's listening to this that has any turmoil or heartache or trouble or signs that they need some answers, Father God, let them turn to you right now, Lord Jesus. Father God, let them know that you alone are the true and living God and you alone are love. Father God, I ask right now that they just turn to you and say, Jesus, forgive me. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for not following you before. I'm so sorry for not listening to you when I had this feeling in my gut. And I thought it was my gut feeling, but it was you. I'm so sorry for not listening. Father God, I, I repent. I'm sorry for the sins that I've committed in my life. Father, I surrender right now to you. I surrender my life. I can't do it by myself. I cannot do it by myself. If I try, I'm going to go down a bad path and I'm going to it's going to stay negative. But Father, I want to be with you. I want to walk with you. I want to talk with you. I want to learn from you. So Father, I surrender my life right now. I thank you, Father, for forgiving my sins. Father God, I thank you for the blessings and the lessons in my life. And Father, I receive all of this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, friends, if you prayed that, find me on Facebook uh, and and find me, uh, send a message to me somehow. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. My ministry is on Instagram. Um, I, I, I don't know if on Anchor, the what I'm doing my podcast on, if there is a way for us to be able to uh, to message talk. I don't know that much about this app yet, but I'm learning. I'm a learning girl. I can learn anything. So uh, just try and, and, you know, get in touch with me. And um, if you need a Bible, let me know. I'll send you a Bible. I do that every year in January. I, I ask people, do you have a Bible? If you have a Bible, do you need another translation? Let me send, send you a Bible. I'd be glad to do that. Uh, my ministry, Ignite Souls Ministry, is is meant to to find the broken pieces and bring everything to Jesus and make it whole, okay? I'm so excited for this. Thank you so much for sticking with me. I know it was a lot, and I'm sure that uh, a lot of people are going to say that I'm talking too much, but you know what? God had me give this teaching and explain myself the way that he did because there's somebody out there. The storm that my, that I went through in my life, he told me, you're not going through it for you. You're going through it for someone else. He told me that this storm, and it's still not past, friends. I'm still going through it. But I know that he said to me, God spoke to me and said, I'm, you're, you're going through this for someone else. Someone has to see you doing this so that they can overcome it 
also because you're going to be the, the one salt and light or the one light that they see in the midst of the war and the turmoil. So he made me a warrior. He made me study warriors, true warriors, Navy SEALs, tier one operators, green berets. He made me study those guys to see how they made it through warfare. I am now a warrior for God. And that is one of the reasons that I'm coming to you right now. So I thank you for it. I thank you for joining me. I hope you join me for episode two when God gives it to me. And I'm excited to keep this going. Um, I don't know how frequent it's going to be because he hasn't spoke yet, but it's going to be good. So God bless you. God keep you. And uh, Jesus loves you. And I love you so much. Thank you. Goodbye.